Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. run stretches to seven as the addicts are forced to come from behind to take a point off Oxford with an eight point gap now opening up to the top six welcome to Charlton Live Hello and welcome to Cholton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendes. On this week's show, we will be looking back at yesterday's 1-1 draw with uh, Oxford United at the Valley. A a familiar scoreline. That's our fifth 1-1 draw in our last eight games. Uh, Winless in in seven, as I've mentioned there now. It's... uh it's dragging on a bit this season already, and we're only 11 games into it. So uh, joining me to have that conversation. First up, Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? Hello, boys. Happy Sunday. Right. Yeah, yeah. Happy it's Sunday. a bit of deja vu, isn't it? It just seems like every Sunday at the moment. And I, d- I just wonder if maybe we could just re- 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 like record a show a few weeks ago and then just loop it over and over and then not actually have to get up and record shows. Maybe we should well, do that. Well, well, exactly. But, yeah, you know, positivity on it. I don't know how you can after yesterday. But it's another point on the board, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we go exactly, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it was a it was a positive second half. We we can't we can't uh, brush over that. Also joining us to have uh, that conversation, Mr. Ben Cloak. How are you doing, Ben? 
Hello, mate. Yeah, all good. I was wondering, yeah. if, is anyone betting on these 1-1 one, one draws? Because uh, uh, should be, really, had, shouldn't we? Someone had a £5 on a score draw yesterday. £20 richer now, I'll have you know. Um, it's interesting, actually, because you went to see the band Hardfire last night, and Chuck and I are, at times, hard to beat, uh, but also hard to, to win as well. So there we go. That's a good, that's a good song joke, if anyone enjoys music. Uh, right, well, so we're not <laughs> living for the weekend. No. Looking forward to seeing well, it, are we? Yeah, excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Right, so on this week's show, then, uh, we'll look back at that game with Oxford. Uh, we've got the highlights coming up shortly. Uh, we've got the full Ben Garner post-match press conference as well. A couple of interesting bits in there, actually, uh, including... His comments on Corey uh, Blackett-Taylor. We've got your tweets and emails. Uh, we've got your fans bar uh, reaction to the game as well yesterday. And uh, if we get a chance, which we might not, to be fair, we might look ahead to the game with Colchester in the Papa John's, which I think is on Tuesday uh, rather than Wednesday. But I need to check that because I am planning on going. So, um, Ben, first half where we didn't have a single shot behind at half time. Better in the second half. You know, we changed the shape uh for the first period, and it didn't work. We we altered it in the second, and it did work. Um, but yeah, it is just another. As as Nave said, it's another point on the board. Yeah, if we're looking for positives, it is another point on the board. But oh, again, just literally as Nave was saying, same as last week. Come away so frustrated, especially after that first half. I mean, we were so lethargic in our play. It was just running through the motions, passing it around the back. And when I first saw the team sheet and a different formation, I thought, you know what? That's going to work better than last season, that formation. Because you've got proper wing-backs in the right position. If we give Sessegnon and Egbo the ball, they're going to take it forward and we can drive forward up the pitch. But it just didn't work. And then obviously, same as last week, they score around the 10-minute mark and heads go down and there was just no reaction. Whereas last week, we had a few chances. Didn't even have a shot on goal. Didn't test the keeper. So frustrating, and and the goal we'll talk about it in a bit, I guess. But that just comes from nowhere. Hoof up the up the field, no one really reacts. But yeah, it was just it was just felt so flat in that first half. I mean, even players that have been playing well, like Raksaki, we just weren't giving him the ball to have a go at them. Um, yeah, we just weren't purposeful with our play, and uh, even at the back, we got a back three. One of them needs to take that ball. I mean, O'Connell did it once and actually it nearly worked, but no one was breaking the lines of play. Um, Jack Payne, Scott Fraser, give him the ball, let him take it forward, but it just wasn't happening. And to be fair to Robbo, he'd obviously done his homework, as I say, he kept Raksaki quiet in that first half and they really pressured us and pushed us up uh, to play it around the back and we were making mistakes kicking out from the back. So they, they knew our game. And and in that first half, that change formation just didn't work, did it? And we were no. just scratching our heads, wondering what we're going to do to get back in the game. Yeah, and we we did change it up at half time, and it, it was a much better second half. But again, we have, I think either side could have won it in that second period. They they certainly had a couple of chances towards the end, as as we did. You know that that one from Dobbo going through in the last minute. Um, I think a lot of people said <laughs> you you love to see someone going through on goal last minute in front of the covered end, and then when you realise it's George Dobson, you're like, oh, anyone else? Anyone else? I love Dobbo, but it's, that's not his forte. Um, but you know, it, it is another point. It's seven now without a win. Nafe is eight points off the playoffs. I mean, uh, is the season petering out already? Am, am I am I writing us off too early? Ah, that's valid. To be fair, I mean, in recent weeks. Um... But you know what I'm like. I'm trying to 
just to try and keep the season alive a bit and keep the enthusiasm going. I just think if you go on a little run, um, I mean, I'd be a, more concerned if we're you know losing the games, but we need to start getting um, results quickly if we are going to make any chance. I mean, it's very unlikely if if my if I've if I'm talking with my head, but my heart's saying you know couple of results so going a little winning run and then you'll shoot up the table and we're still early in the season um, but yeah Benji touched on it there I just find you know when I'm watching this at the moment we're so easy to play against um, teams can just sit there let us have the ball because they know we're not going to break them down you know with that little bit of ingenuity and if you keep Raksaki quiet that's our main, main threat really out the window really in terms of directness but there's there's a risk that it could peter out, but I'm still think there's a lot lot there's some positives, but we're just too inconsistent at the moment. I think that's the key word for me at the moment. We we'll have a poor first half and then a good second, or we'll have a good first and then a poor poor second half. So I just think we need to try to find that consistency and play to our strengths at the moment because it just seems something's not clicking. Um, and I think you know there's certain games that Garner's scratching his head trying to get the best out of them before. You know, the season does peter out and it's only October. It's just turned October, which is mad, really. But um, I can see why people think think that, you know, but I, I won't. Maybe that's delusional or I'm a fool or whatever, but um, I'll always try and hold on to hope to try and make me come all the way over there and hopefully go up the league. Because there, there are, you know, there's some good teams in here, but there's also some poor teams in here, you know. Mm. Um so yeah, I just think we just need to keep at it and just hopefully, we're, I think at the moment I'm just clinging on to that Plymouth game, which was a little bit of an outlier really. So, uh, mm. But yeah, no, I think we've got to try and be positive, but I can, obviously it's a bit disappointing how we're playing at the moment. Right, well let's hear the highlights of yesterday's game. Uh, over on Charlton TV, your commentators as always, uh, it was Steve Brown alongside Terry Smith. It's a header on it, but straight into uh, no man's land really and it's picked up by Brown. It's going to take a shot on goal and he scores. First shot in anger in the whole game after 10 minutes. And it's the away team that have taken the lead because of it. Yeah, sums it up. Long ball, headed back down. Nobody taking responsibility to win the knockdowns. Tempo's been nowhere near. That guy's drifted off. Was it Brown? Drifted off the left-hand side. Picked up a, a, a loose ball that we should be contesting. He's knocked it about five yards in front of him. No one can get near that. We've backed off so far. And then no one even attempts to come out and make a block. Bang, bottom corner. And I, I will say this, the tempo, considering we're no wins in six, we're at home, the tempo we've started at is nowhere near what I was expecting to see when I turned up today. I was expecting us to be at it on the front foot, getting in their faces. This is a team that's struggling. It's been a very apathetic start. And tried to, got the throw and tried to find Raksaki, couldn't. Oxford clear it away and Joseph is on the end of this clearance. And Oxford can break, McGuane's inside, into the centre, McGuane shoots to the right of Wallacott, but he also to the right of the post. And Oxford will look to do that most of this game, you expect now. Yep. Try and bring Charlton on and then hit, them on, hit us on the break. Header from Dobson, managed to find Sessignon, not entirely sure that was the intended target. Sessignon clears it, and it's a good ball to Raksaki. Inside is Fraser, and he's uh, immediately closed down by Henry, gives it to Brown, who sends it in high into the covered end. But Charlton getting caught out and the reaction from the fans yeah. tells you all you need. Has the ball at his feet for Charlton. Dobson gets the ball caught under his feet a little bit. But just about got it out to Egbo. And there is the reaction at half-time from the Charlton fans. 
The Addicts find themselves a goal it's behind. No good defended by Egbo, but his clearance goes straight to McGuane. Out to the left is Bate, shooting opportunity. Bate cuts it back onto his right foot, not once but twice. Now tees up Brown. It's a good block from O'Connell. An important one as well, but Oxford still have it with Bate. Shot comes in. It's a dribbled effort, which Wollacott can well, deal with. have it back, but give it straight to Fraser, who's in possession, going down the left-hand side. Ball, reverse ball back in the cross to Raksaki. Takes a touch, takes a shot, takes a deflection! Oh, and hits the post! And goes away, I think, for the corner. Offside, I think he's given Talaxi on the shot. So once stopped... The crowd are calling for a handball there, I think, from the Raksaki shot. Coming forward, Igbo. Raksaki outside of him on the right-hand side. Raksaki taking on Brown into the penalty area. Back onto his left. Ball across to Kirk. Can Kirk bring it down? No, he can't. Leeburn can't get there. Fraser, can he finish? No, he can't. Now Kirk back across. Stockley does finish. And Chorin are back on level terms. How many chances did it take to get over the line? But does it matter because we're back at 1-1? Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's an excellent ball back across, dug out from the turf by Kirk. And Jaden Stockley will not have an easier opportunity than that all season. I don't know whether the boys said it half-time, but Oxford's crime really is that they didn't punish a poor child in the first 45 minutes more than they did. That one goal, to me, was never going to be enough. The problem I always have with Charlton is that still one clean sheet in 11, we're going to need two to win. And we've got to stop doing that to ourselves, but at least we've given ourselves the opportunity now. Come short. Kirk finds Sessignon again. Rides two challenges. Still away, comes away with the ball. Stockley then finds Lieber. Lovely back heel into the path of Kirk. Can people get into the box? Charlton players trying to get there. Sessignon is one of them. And he gets to it, but can't direct it goalwards. He thinks it's come off the defender. The referee having none of it, it's a goal kick. All the way out of defence for Oxford and gets the ball into the box and it's found. Bowden, Bowden across. And the shot from Joseph is blocked away by Ennis. But out of nowhere, Oxford broke five added minutes. So an excellent time, Brennigan, still in possession. Ball into the feet of Bowden. And he's ridden one challenge and on, then sends it into the covered end. Listen, it should be a goal. It's an ex- oh, I said covered in, it's a Jimmy Seedis, sorry. Jimmy, yeah, listen, it's an exquisite bit of skill to send in this off catching the bus. And uh, it opens up the shot and he just, as we say time and time again at this level, lacks the composure on the finish and he gets... Towards the edge of the six-yard box. Innes with the header. Gets a good header on it as well to Raksaki. Jaisimi making the run ahead of him. Jaisimi up against Finlay in this Oxford half. Still Jaisimi. Dobson making great strides into the penalty area. Dobson saved... Charlton, glorious opportunity, Jones can't make the most. Jones with the shots. What a cop with a save to his right-hand side. Egbo gets there before Taylor gets it clear away for an Oxford throw, but another chance for the visiting side at the death end. Exactly, but it's too much on that. And that is the final whistle. In a game of uh, two halves is the cliché. That's what it is. There we go. Thanks to the boys for that. Thanks to Glove Pup, as always, for providing us with the recording uh, of the Charlton TV commentary. Um... Yeah, second half was better. It, we we have been consistently inconsistent, Ben, in that we can't string two halves together. Um, what one of our major problems this season has been our defence. You know, unfortunately, one clean sheet now uh, in eleven league games, and 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 frustrations with the, the manner of the goal that was conceded yesterday. So again, I said this after the Fleetwood game when he switched to a three-five-two at the back and got that extra central defender. Uh, in the mix, I think it was Sean Clare who, who played up at Fleetwood, if I remember rightly. Um, and, and, and he tried it again yesterday, a slightly different shape. It was a 3-4-3 to start off with. But again, trying to shoehorn that extra defender into the middle of the park to try and make something uh, 
happen in terms of our uh, poor defensive re- um, results so far, if we're being honest. But it, it just doesn't work. It, it, it seems like with, with our defenders at the moment, just adding another one into the mix when all, all three of them haven't necessarily been the best this season, if anything, it... it, it, it can serve to cause a bit more chaos. I mean, the goal we conceded, it's like they all left it to each other to close down Marcus Brown. Yeah, you're totally right. There was no real leadership there, no one brave enough to, to come out to him. I mean, if you freeze frame the goal and the ball's booted forward, that Joseph wins a header, he knocks on, there's no one ahead of him. We've got three defenders. Obviously, O'Connell goes up for the header and then you've got Egbo, Innes and um, Lavelle. He wins a header, and then somewhere, Brown just is like, that's mine, runs onto it, no one comes out to it, just drop deep, drop deep, and he goes, oh, I'm going to have a shot here, bang. And it's just, again, similar to last week, how no one closed Benson down, gave him enough space to go, oh, yeah, I'll have a shot here, and it just goes into the top corner. Great, both look great finishes, but at the same time, Garner must be fuming. As much as he can set a side out to um, defend well, I have three at the back. He's scratching his head going, what, why aren't any of these players uh, taking leadership at this game and throwing himself in front of that or making a foul, just bringing him down? But, yeah, it's just so frustrating, isn't it? Like conceding literally the same kind of goal two weeks in a row and with a different formation. Um, mm. But, yeah, I think bravery, um, leadership in that team, in that defence, no one seems to be confident enough and... No wonder, because, I mean, those two goals we conceded last week against Barnsley, the second and third goal, were just schoolboy goals to concede, weren't they? It was pretty embarrassing. Um, And this week, I don't think it worked, and maybe that was a bit of confidence, but I think, as well, there was no pace in that defence. Like, with Sean Clare, if he's a part of that back three, at least got a bit of pace. But, I mean, Lavelle got booked early on, didn't he? Just got skinned by the bloke and just pulled him back. Yeah, majorly frustrating, but I mean, in that second half, we were lucky not to concede when, when their main man came on, Taylor, mm. as well. We got skinned, but yeah, frustrating because, I mean, Thomas is there now. He's probably going, well, how do I get a game? But as Tom said a few weeks ago, if if we're, if we're going to improve, we need a back four or a back five I is going to play it and a consistent one so they can get relationships together and get a bit more confident doing that. But then when when you get errors like that, you're going, well, no one deserves to stay in the team, so I've got to change it about. Yeah, I mean, the, the frustrating thing is, so we, we can see Nathan why he's trying it. So again, it's <clears throat> we've been too open defensively, so the idea is that you throw another, another defender into the mix and we should look a bit more rigid. Uh, but we don't necessarily. And also, just by doing that, it disrupts our midfield. You know, people aren't playing in the same position and we lose the elements of the games that are good for us, and we do have good elements, otherwise otherwise we would be rock bottom. You know, this, this is why we, we aren't, because we, we do have the ability to go and control some games. Uh, even up at Barnsley last week, we did for large spells of the first half um, and create chances. But by changing that formation and the same, exactly the same up at Fleetwood, we just completely lose that, that grip on proceedings and we lose our only threat. So you can see, again, we'll hear what Ben says, but you can see why when I ask him about the changing formation, he, he does say I'd much rather see the type of performance he sees in the second half, where, yeah, we give up a few chances, but actually we are a presence going forward. Um, so 
I do wonder if that experiment is over now for Ben. He's tried it a couple of times and it just hasn't worked. Yeah, he's, I mean, like you say, we're we're in a situation where we do need to try something different because you know we're not scoring enough goals. And I think when we, if we go to a back four, and obviously we've got the two two wingers, and he's going to try and push his fullbacks up high. Um, it's obviously leaving us a bit exposed at the back. So I can, I can see why he's trying to go for a free to try and again get his wing backs up the pitch to try and get that service to Jaden, which we all know that if you feed Jaden from wider areas, um, that's probably where he's, where, he's, where he's most dangerous. I know he's tried obviously uh, dropping deeper and trying to link up the play that way, but then I don't think he's got the agility and the acceleration to get up and meet the play when it gets up there. So I can see why he's tried it, but... If you've tried it a couple of times and it's not worked, then you've got to try something different. And when I saw the formation yesterday, I thought, you know, Jez and Payne were going to be a lot narrower to be in and around Jaden, so he could be a bit more threatening in the central areas. And obviously that didn't work either. So I can see he's got to try something. I mean, there's been many a times where, I mean, even you look back at Jacko, we had one way of playing, one formation, and he refused to change it. And we said well, the results ain't happening, change it. So he has changed, he's been brave, um, and it hasn't worked. So he needs to go back to the drawing board and on the training pitch to try and change it around. It is interesting, actually, that you bring that up. So again, it was something that was said a lot about Jacko last season, Nathan, where he he had trained the side in his formation and then didn't often change it. I think he ever so slightly once or twice went to a diamond in midfield when we were chasing a game, but... It does go to show, I guess, that when when you have trained the side to play a certain way, if you uh, you know rip it up and chuck it in the bin, now if it doesn't always work, so you can see, the, the, I like the fact that flexibility was there, but also it almost proves the point from last season and at stages this season, Nath, that it isn't always the best idea to change formation when you're drilled in one way. No, yeah, there is that, and I mean sometimes I think you need to be flexible to come against different teams. You know, I think like for example, if you do play a diamond, it's better playing against a flat. 4-4-2 because they're naturally the angles so things like that you need to be flexible in terms of the way you're playing but I think if you play with a back three the way it is now is how we set up yesterday if you have three old school centre R's maybe O'Connell's a little bit more technical than the other two but if you have a, f- a flat back three that's literally taken one person out of the midfield or winger or whatever out of that sort of central area where you want to create goals and you've just got a flat back three and and if they and Benji said earlier if none of them are breaking the lines which O'Connell done once or twice then you're sort of negating your threat up, up front again then you're relying on just the two wider players and then you've got Dobbo in there who's a sitter so I thought it negates us a little bit um, in terms of how we're trying to play but yeah I mean we hit, like I said he's tried it it didn't work um, but he's got to go back to the drawing board and, and, and try and get the best. Because let's, let's be frank, I mean, we've not got Chuck still. And, um, you know, Jaden's going to start and Miles is still young and learning. So, yeah, you can't just rip things up because otherwise you've got to stick by your principles and play a way that you believe in. Otherwise, there's no point being a football manager. Otherwise, if you're just going to listen to everyone on the sideline and play what everyone else thinks, then you're going to be in a bit of bother. But, um yeah, it's interesting how he's going to do, but he's got a lot of work on his hands, which he said, I think he said a couple of times, he's got a lot of work on. Mm, yeah, and uh, we repeats that during uh, our press conference with him, which we'll hear shortly. So there was, we didn't have a single shot on or off target in, in the first half. Uh, and I was arguing at half time that we should just start shooting from anywhere to stat pad. So it makes it at least look like we had a shot. And funnily enough, Egbo did do that at the start of the second half, shot from... Uh, well, I'd say just outside the centre circle, really long range effort that went up. But the, we, we were better second period. And no surprise when we changed to a formation that does allow Raksaki and then Charlie Kirk, who came on to get into the game. 
Um, potential handball appeal uh, for the shot from Raksaki. I don't know if you had a view on that, Ben. But um, the, the goal itself as well. Um, I'm so delighted that Jaden Sockley's been given some service because he'll score... Like, that's the sort of goal he'll score 10 times out of 10. He won't be missing that. But how many chances has he had like that this season? I genuinely can't think of a single chance this season where you'd expect him to score nine times out of 10 that he's had. Um, so I'm delighted that finally Charlie Kirk's got involved and, and, and provided one for him because he's needed that big time. Yeah, totally. As you said, like Jaden hasn't had those balls into the box like perfect delivery. That, that's what he wants. He wants to be lingering at the far post, Bizarrely, no one was marking him, um, probably because it was a bit of a goal-mouth scramble for a little bit, wasn't it? And then a little bit of quality from Charlie Kirk pitched it up. So pleased for Kirk as well, because I thought he came on and changed the game. I thought he, him and um, Chin, were, well, and Sessignon, where we nearly scored for that goal, which was a great move. Um, and then Chin did, did so as well. They linked really well down that left side. And I think that's what hurt Oxford, because we were... Doing, we were working both sides of, of the pitch. Egbo and Raksaki were linking well. Um, so, yeah, we, we looked a lot better. And I think people were braver, as, as Garner says in his interview. People were braver on the ball. They trusted our system. Scott Fraser, I thought he had a really good game yesterday. He was always ticking the, ticking the play over. Give me the ball. Let's keep it moving. Um, and as Naif so rightly said there, taking a defender off and giving us another option up the field, let Jaden come into the game a lot more and obviously having Miles there as well. I thought he played really well in the second half, Jaden. He, he, um, there was a few times where he dropped deep and you thought, is he going to head it on? That won't work. And he chested it down, brought others into play. It was, um, if we are looking for positives, which of course we're trying to do, we've got a lot of games of this season left. That second half was obviously a, a big positive because there were some players that really stepped up and I loved the reaction when we scored that goal. Like, I don't know if you saw Kirk's face. He turned around to the crowd and he's pumping his fist. Like, come on, here we go. And obviously, it was about 40-odd minutes left, including injury time. I thought we could go and win it. And we had that big chance with Sessignon. Um, I said him and Kirk, great 1-2, one, 1-2, two, one, two, and nearly scored. And, yeah, we had chances to win it in our second half. But I think, yeah, well, as as I spoke to a few fans after, it, it'll be interesting to see what formation now. Do we go with that formation going into the next game? Mm. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't try it at least from the start of a game. That four four two in the second half, which was much better. Um, I mean, other talking points. Um, Charlton Exile will be pleased to know that I'm not going to play the Carl Robinson. Uh, post-match press conference, but we did speak to him after, and he he was insistent that Ryan Innes' strong challenge. Uh, I think it was on Marcus Brown, but I, I, I could be wrong there. In the second half, could have been a red card. I thought it was reckless, and but um, if he'd fl- like thrown thrown himself into the challenge with that velocity and not timed it well, because he did get the ball, then I think he would have been sent off. But because he he got the ball to an extent, and it was therefore only a yellow card for me. I don't know, Nate, if you think oh, it's, we we can talk about Ryan Innes and his reckless challenges every day of the week because he seems to do one every game. But it, it was it was teetering, I'd say, and I, I'd say just about a hard yellow for me. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those ones. Really, on the other day he could have got he could have got a straight red, um, and then obviously, the, luckily for us, the, the the ref said it was a yellow. But I think there were a couple of challenges, and I think, like I say, is there's some some games that you're going to get them, and some games you don't. But yeah, we all know that uh, Ryan is 
uh, partial to a strong firm tackle. Um, that sounded a bit weird, actually. But, um, yeah, it was, we got away with it, if it is that. But, um, yeah, he just seems to lose his head now and again But and then put us under a bit of pressure. But Robbo does like a talking point, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. He's, uh, he's a classic, like, 10-minute <laughs> post-match conference. We had a nice little chat with him after as well. It's like, so I can handle him. In, in little spells, but yeah, he's uh, they've got their takeover now at Oxford. It's going to be very interesting. We spoke a little bit about it on uh, on Thursday. Right, let's hear from our manager then, Ben Garner. Uh, the Addicts boss came in to have his press conference after the game yesterday. I asked him uh, for his thoughts on the performance during the one-all draw with Oxford United. Um, I think the less said about the first half, the better, if I'm honest. I, I can't, I'm struggling to find positives with that um, in any phase of the game. Um, a much better second half. Um, I felt a really positive reaction. Um, we're unlucky with the one that hits the post. We we keep pushing. We get a great goal. I thought we were really close to going ahead with a wonderful move that Cess was middle of the goal, and I thought we were just going to put in, and the defender came across, and then we have a, obviously a fantastic chance late on to to win it. So we've had a few of them. You know, even late on in games, even in ninety minute plus, we could have won two or three games this season, and um, that shows that the fitness levels are good. That shows that the spirit is good, and we just need to see some of them going in the back of the net. Try something different again in the first in the first half, like three at the back. I mean slightly different but similar to what you tried at Fleetwood and again it didn't really work I guess you're trying to cover for the fact that you've been a bit too open defensively but it it hasn't really worked either time so far no it hasn't and um, you know we we're trying to find a balance between being able to attack and have the purpose we want but not then being open and teams being able to be able to go through us so um, you know we we have to find a way to do that Um, but I'd much rather play how we did second half and, and have a go and be on the front foot and be attacking um, and if it means you know we we give up one or two opportunities, then I'd much rather that than being passive as we were first half. We didn't show enough aggression. We didn't show enough purpose. Uh, and for me, that just doesn't sit well. That's not how I am as a coach, and uh, I never want to be that way. I guess probably no surprise with the fan reaction at half time as well. Some booze oh, at half time. No, absolutely, and, uh, and and absolutely justified. And um, yeah, just like I say, I'm struggling for positives in that first half. Uh, fortunately, we did react, but um, I'm working a lot harder at halftime than I would like. You know, I'm, uh, we're having to do quite a bit, we're having to inject things, we're having to ask for things, and uh, I want them to be given. And that's what we need uh, as a baseline at this football club, that there's energy, there's intensity, there's passion, there's aggression in our game, and then we can work from there. And that second half shape does allow you the likes of Raksaki and obviously Charlie Kirk to, to get involved more, and that's why you're at your yeah. best. Yeah, I thought uh, Charlie had a really good impact. Um, Jez has he has moments every game of just sheer quality and uh, for a young player he's done ever so well mm. uh, I thought Miles Lieburn coming on had a really good impact and, uh, and I thought a huge huge bonus today was Richard Kachin coming on at, at his young age and he'd done fantastically well to come on as a young lad and pick up the pace of the game and, uh, and defend as he did and give us the energy and enthusiasm going forwards um, that's testament to how he looks after himself and how he trains on a daily basis in a massive moment as well for Jaden Stockley with a, a typical Jaden Stockley goal, which we hadn't seen yet this season. No, I thought he did really well second half with Miles, and um, they had defensive responsibilities as a two. But then obviously we wanted more of a threat, and uh, you know that that was a, a brilliant ball. It really is on his weaker foot, Charlie Kirk, to stand that with the detail that he did. Uh, and and Jaden's in in the right place at the right time, which is what we want from him. Should you have had a penalty before that? That shot from Rexaki? Yeah, he hit his hand. I've seen it back. His handball. Um, the more worrying for me, for me, I, I'm so thankful Mandela Egbo didn't break his leg today because that that tackle is over the top of the ball. It's disgusting. It really is, um, and I'm just very, very thankful he hasn't come over with serious injury. 
I mean, Carl had something to say as well about Ryan Innes' challenge in the second half. We've seen he likes to throw himself into them. What yeah. did you think of that one? I thought it was aggressive. I it looked. I haven't seen it back. It looked a booking. I thought he went in aggressive, um, got something on the ball, but probably uh, in the interpretation now a little bit too aggressive. But um, I, I, I didn't think it was dangerous at the time. I just thought it was a full-blooded challenge. Um, yeah, unlike the one on, on Mandela, which is, for me, premeditated. He's gone over the top of the ball and he's looked like he's looking to hurt him there. So seven games winless now. I mean, five of the last eight have been very similar to today. One all draws and, and probably similar performances. One half you're, you're quite good and one half not quite good enough. What is it you can do to try and shake yourselves out of that little run? Work hard. You know, there's no, I keep saying it, there's no shortcut here. We, we have to uh, uh, be really thorough with our work on the training ground. We have to keep trying to build confidence within the group. And, uh, and what we're trying to do, you've had, you've had previous probably three, four transfer windows here where, where players have been signed with no real way of playing or no real style on playing so you've got one type of player that fits a certain system or a certain style of play but then you've got another that's completely different and we're now trying to uniform that and get everyone on the same page and play in the same way and um, we need probably another couple of windows to, to, to do that the way we would ideally like but in the meantime, we have to find a way of winning games and get as many points on the board as we can. You had a couple missing today. Some of the changes you made weren't even on the bench. The likes of Blackett, Taylor and, and Morgan. Are there, are there injury worries there? No, there's no injuries. The only one, uh, Sean Clare was ill. Um, so Sean Clare was missing for illness. Um, Albie and, and Corey were just were just my decisions. There's um, certain standards now in terms of what has to be put in and, um, and one of those didn't meet that in, in terms of effort and intensity and work rate I want a reaction from him hopefully I will get that um, but I'm yeah moving forwards that's not an option anymore to take the easy option and, and not push yourself anyone not running and working for the team just, just won't be involved won't play I mean because Corey in particular is a threat down the left hand side obviously mm. there's still a lot of final product to, to, to yeah. use there but was, so was that quite a tough decision to leave him out no it wasn't because uh, he gave me no choice to be honest um, his effort and intensity for the team last Saturday at Barnsley it wasn't good enough we had to defend with nine players at times um, and I'm not accepting anyone that doesn't give 100% for this football club and for the shirt so uh, the badge on the shirt sorry so um, yeah, he, he wasn't even a decision. It was it's a non-negotiable, and um, he, he's spoken to me. He's apologised. He's reacted now, and um, it'll be a clean slate for him next week. Yeah, and it's uh, Colchester in the, in the Papa John's this yeah. week. So, what, what sort of team are we are we thinking? More more sort of changes give people like him who perhaps would need minutes now. Yeah, I, I don't see anyone that started today playing, um, but there's players that need that need games um, and need opportunities to play. So, um, as I said, in every competition, we want to go and try and win and win the game. That would be the case on Tuesday and that would be the case on Saturday at Lincoln. Yes. I was going to ask you, Ben, when you said about that, are you saying that Albie as well, didn't you? No, 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 no. Albie was just, we only had one midfield player on the okay. bench today. That was that was purely a, a tactical decision. So it was just Corey that you weren't... Yeah, you weren't just, yeah, with. yeah. He's, and like I say, that's nothing personal against Corey. That's the same with, with any player. Um, it's the second time this season I've had that conversation with an individual. And I think everyone knows now. I think everyone's clear on the, the minimum requirements to, to play for this football club. Um, and like I say, that's it's done. Boom. He wasn't involved today, and he, he starts with a clean slate next week. And if I really like Corey as a player, I think he's got wonderful talent, and obviously his athleticism. I think the, uh, the sky's the ceiling with him, but he's got to buy into to everything that comes with that uh, and put the effort in to maximise his talent. The other player you talked about it was obviously Charlie Kirk as well, mm. and again, he's, his assists and some of his stat returns are very, very promising, aren't they? Obviously yeah. today. Lovely ball across. So yeah. he has he has got that quality for you in yeah. the one third. 
Absolutely, but the, the thing with Charlie today and the difference probably a, a couple of weeks ago, defensively he's been fantastic today. He's come on, he's um, he's got back into shape, he's worked hard, he's pressed, he, he's done his job for the team. Um, and that's a minimum requirement. Then he's then talent on top of that is, is, is him as a footballer. And I think we can all see today, what again, what great talent he's got. And he, he can create goals. He's got wonderful ability off both feet and he, he's a goal threat. So... Um, the pleasing thing for him is, for me, from him is how he's reacted since then. Uh, his attitude in training, his work ethic coming on today is top class. Um, but that is the minimum requirement from every player. Is Sean Clare, was that just illness then yeah. that he missed out today? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was ill and then trained yesterday and that knocked him back a little bit. It knocked okay. him back. So we were hoping he could be involved. Um, and he trained, got through training okay, but then it knocked him in the afternoon and he was sort of back to square one with the illness. So. Uh, he's just resting up and hopefully we can we can have him back if not for Tuesday then for Saturday It looked live like it was a great strike by Brown albeit perhaps didn't get closed down as he sort of advanced yeah. on goal what were, your, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah I know disappointing you know we've, we've got three centre halves there one of them's got to go in um, and, and get pressure on the ball um, yeah it's, it, from our point of view again it's, it's a kick and a dropping ball and then it's hitting the back of our net it's just not a good goal to concede and uh yeah, like I say, I think there was grey areas there first half where people took the opportunity to go all the way. I'm not sure that's my responsibility. Someone else can go and do that. And we took that away second half by being matched up, basically, and everyone having a clear a clear responsibility of what they had to do about the ball. What did you think of the late chance for George Dobson, obviously? Yeah. Great ball through to him. Keeper comes off his line quickly. Yeah, I, I mean, Dobbo's had a knack of doing that late in games where he sort of burst from midfield and um, great energy to get there. At the time, I thought he took a heavy touch, but seeing it back, I think his touch was OK. He probably just delayed the strike a little bit and credit to the goalkeeper. He came out very quickly and made himself big. Uh, big. I think by the time he struck it, there wasn't really much to aim at. Uh, I think it was just a case of taking it a little bit earlier. But he's disappointed because he, he feels he, sh- he should score and he's that type of lad. But um, I- I'm pleased to see him getting there and, and creating the opportunity. Yeah, that's the important thing, isn't it? You need to actually be in there to kind of try yeah. and take those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're creating enough. You know, we're, we're one of the top sides in the league for creating opportunities. We just need to take them more. Do you think, is that putting you off from going back to a three at the back with this couple of times you've tried it and it hasn't really kind of done what you wanted or do you still see yourself trying it again in yeah, the foreseeable future? It, it, it can work. It can work. I've played it numerous times previously. I played it a lot last season and, uh, uh, and it can work, but you have to commit to it. You have to do what we, we've worked on. Um, and I didn't think we did that. Uh, first half, whatever reason we went inside ourselves and played within ourselves, and um, any formation wouldn't have worked first half when you when you like that. So I don't think it's the formation as as much. I think it's the um, the commitment towards what we're doing and, and the mentality to go for it a little bit more. And if we've won five out the last you know five out the last five games and we're doing that today, it would look completely different, I'm yeah. sure. So. It's uh, it's building confidence, and the best way to do that is win games. And we need to uh, try to target two wins this week coming now, and and that will give us that will give the players more confidence than, than I can ever do. As much as I can encourage and uh, and speak to them and try and motivate, uh, we keep doing that as a staff. But nothing will give them confidence more than winning games. Well, just quickly, just quickly, Ben, on, on Dobson, obviously disappointing to miss that chance late on, but how important is it that that doesn't sort of overshadow what was, a, I thought, a really impressive performance from him in the middle of the park? Oh, absolutely. Uh, for me, he's been the most improved player since I've come to the club. Um, uh, coming in, I knew he was good without the ball, uh, defensively fantastic. Um, I think he's a great example of what we do want in terms of, we're talking about work ethic, intensity, aggressiveness, focus. He's like that every day. If every player was the same, 
we would transform as a team because he gets the most out of himself every single day. But he's really brought into what we're doing. I think he's hugely improved on the ball. Um, he's showing bravery. His receiving ability has improved. His range of passing is improving. Um, I didn't actually think he was as good today with the ball as he has been, but on the whole, yeah. he, he's done really, really well. And uh, George Dobson, for me, will never be a player that I'll criticise because he's got there, he's in the position, it's not a lack of effort, it, it, you know, it just didn't go in. And I can always forgive that. I can always forgive that. I've got a question here as well. Uh, there was just more question, Ben, quickly. There was a small um, protest on Floyd Road complaining about the owner today. I thought we'd send him to get you in to get you in trouble. There are a few chants going around the stadium as well. Um, they're probably the kind of thing that dies down after a couple of wins, but I just wondered if you had any reaction to that at all. No, firstly, I didn't know anything about it. And secondly, I, I can't control or do anything about that. My focus is is on the pitch in that dressing room and trying to get the best out, out of the team. And that's, that's where my focus will remain. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! Yes! Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland! Charlton have scored with seconds remaining. We've done it all. Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday. Hope you guys are well. It's Louis Mendes, uh, Ben Cloak and Nathan Muller looking back at yesterday's one-all draw uh, with Oxford at the Valley. Just heard there from the gaffer uh, Ben Garner after the game. Um, so uh, we've spoken a bit about you know the, the run and all that, but th- there was one thing that really stood out yesterday. So I asked him about the changes. Uh, no Albie Morgan in the side, uh, no Sean Clare in the side and no... Corey Blackett Taylor in the side. Now, as we heard there from Ben, basically Claire was ill. Morgan was just not in the side; he was just dropped. Um, and but the, the Blackett Taylor quote stood out like a sore thumb for me um, because he he is one of our danger players. You know, I thought in that first half at Barnsley last week, he you know he had he had his opportunities. He had the beating of his man a few times, but. I was so I was surprised to see him not in, and my assumption was it was going to be an injury. But as as Ben said, there he wasn't happy with the effort levels with what he saw up at up at Barnsley, and it's the second time he's had to do it this year. The other time uh, being with Charlie Kirk, who missed out the squad a couple of times, uh, and has come back to be fair and, and looks a bit better. So he's obviously hoping for the same reaction. But um, th- that must that 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 must have really frustrated 
Ben Garner last week, Ben, in order to drop him for this week? Because as I say, he is a threat for us. So it must be a reasonably difficult decision to leave him out. You're right. I think it must be a difficult decision because, as we were just saying in that first half yesterday, they isolated Raksaki um, and Payne was kind of drifting in and out of the left side. But we know how much of a threat Corey can be. And as you said last week at Barnsley, he was getting into good areas. He was skinning their defenders. But as usual with Corey, he's, his final ball or his end product of shooting or crossing at the right time just doesn't seem to be there at the moment. I mean, he had a scored against Forrest Green, a good goal. And after that, we've, we've, he ballooned it over a few times. And last week, it, it was quite frustrating. Um, I personally didn't really notice that he wasn't running back a lot last week. Um, but I think it's it's great for Ghana to be honest with us fans and, and tell us what's happening at the club. Because you don't want to just go, oh, yeah, he's got a little knock. Um, and I think maybe his style of management is to publicly just say it how it is and see what the reaction is going to be. As you said, Charlie Kirk got that a few weeks ago. He said in training, Kirk's not um, up to standard. And I said, yes, he came on and, and played well and was really passionate when he came on. So we hope we can get that um, back from Corey. I don't know whether he'll risk him because obviously he does struggle with his injuries on Tuesday against Colchester. But let's hope for a reaction from him because look, Corey, we know what a crucial player he can be. And having him and Jez either side does cause defence problems. As I said, he's, his game's not perfect because he does get in great areas and unfortunately his final end product lets him down. But yeah, if attitude, and it's it's a marker for the rest of the side, isn't it? It's like, as, as fans, we are all disappointed with the performances we're seeing at the moment. Um, and if the effort's not there, that's even worse because we're paying our earned money to go up to Barnsley. And if we're watching the players not put effort in, all right, we're losing 3-0 and you're not running back. In, and then it turns into four or five, that gets even worse, doesn't it? So, yeah, fair play to Ben for coming out and, and making a statement like that. And it just lays a marker for the rest of the side. Excellent stuff. Um, ben wasn't getting drawn into any conversation about, um, you know, there were a couple of songs that, against Thomas Sangard yesterday. And I, I, I'm not surprised, you know, I think the frustration has really set in. Uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a massive amount of fans. Yeah, that should be pointed out. I'm not, I'm not trying to stoke controversy where it wasn't because it was only a few fans yesterday. I, I'd imagine as the season goes on, it might get a bit louder if we uh, continue to struggle. There was also that what that one banner uh, on uh, on a, a house down Floyd Road. It's a, a quite a reasonably well-known Charlton fan, but it's not my um my uh, my place to start telling people where fans live. But um, I, I don't know if they've outed themselves on. On, on social media uh, that it was their house for the for the banner as well but we did see that comparing uh, Thomas to Ebenezer Scrooge and to Andrew Rowland as well and, and saying that he's tight uh, so we are seeing some some of that sort of unhappiness which does meander through the fan base to an extent not everyone but with some uh, coming to the fore yesterday um, but yeah Ben not getting drawn into that at the moment, we'll see if that becomes more of a talking point as the season goes on. But uh, me and Richard sp- certainly spoke about it on our SLP Reacts um, Twitter space last night as well. Uh, you know, the shortcomings, we've spoken about the shortcomings of, of the owner quite a lot so far this season as well. So 
uh, yeah, that has that has certainly been covered and, and did start to, to rear its head a little bit yesterday. But um, we've also got loads of tweets and emails, so I want to have a, a bit of a chat about them. Mitch says, uh, I'm seeing a lot of fair play to Ghana for changing it. Uh, I'm going to try that at work. Be awful and lazy for half a day. Uh, then hope I get praise in the second half for actually doing my job after lunch. He says, it's a League 2 manager, League 2 players, and that we are League 2 bound. Um uh, all hell let loose says another week at Sparrow's Lane goes by with no discernible evidence that the sow's ear of a squad are being turned into a silk purse. Uh, will it be possible for Ben Garner to turn this current squad into playoff contenders by next April? Discuss. Well, Nath, I mean, so we've said it eight points off. Is there enough in this squad? I mean, Ben said himself it would be an overachievement with this squad to get into the top six. And, you know, we can probably see why. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, you can see by the, the results that we're short in uh, certain areas. I don't think it's um, out the window completely, but it's very. There's a very small glimmer of hope that I am with my rose tinted glasses on. But uh, yeah, I think it all depends really on a chucks. If you know, if we can keep him fit, um, I think the January transfer window is going to be. Um, because I think that the nucleus of it, I just think we're underperforming at the moment. I don't think we've got a bad. I mean, if you on paper, I know games aren't won on paper, but I think on paper our squad, our squad is quite good, and it's it's a lot better than where we are in the table at the moment. It's just for whatever reason, it's not clicking at the moment. Um, and I've said many times at the moment that, that the positive so far this year, you're looking at, uh, in my opinion, our two better players is, is, is Miles, who's his first senior season, and Jez, again, first senior season on loan from the other lot down the road. So, and that I think that says quite a lot. I know Fraser's, Fraser's done well as well, but I just think we're underperforming at the moment. And I just think once we get that win... Um, I think things will pick up. Well, I hope they work. I think at the moment it's a confidence thing. And at the moment, you know, yesterday it was it was clear to see there was people weren't being brave. People didn't want to get on the ball. Um, people didn't want to make things happen. And everyone's a bit more passing responsibility, which the first goal you know shows in abundance. Really, everyone was expecting someone else to do a job instead of start someone getting hold of the ball and go right. I'm gonna take the game by the scruff of the neck now and I'm going to dictate it a little bit um, but yeah it's, it's a long shot don't get me wrong it's a long shot but um, if we ain't got hope there's no point in us going right yeah well Stephen uh, Reader says I'm hoping he took Stockley off because he was injured if not sack him now uh, yeah, I was slightly surprised to see Jaden Stockley coming off the last couple of minutes for DJ but then DJ was involved in that chance that led to uh, to Dobbo. Uh, right, Kevin uh, says uh, eight points isn't a huge gap uh, with so many games left unfortunately though the quality and size of the squad is a massive issue I'm more worried about the three-point gap to the bottom four. That's from Kevin. And then All Hell Let's Lose says uh, another question. Uh, if Charlton have the fourth highest budget in League One, where is all the money being wasted? Because we certainly do not have the fourth best squad uh, in either depth or quality. Uh, has a lot of this budget not been spent or has it all been spent uh, on agents' fees? Yeah, I mean, that is uh, that is the problem, I guess, with, with coming out and saying you're in the top four budget is, you know, as Ben Garner said himself, a, a top four budget, not always exactly but it's a very good indication of where you should finish in the league and obviously we're, we're, we're quite far off that uh, at this moment in time what Strabo says uh, uh, believe it or not I think we were better off with Roland uh, at least Boya, JJ and their management team got the players motivated I think we now have good players but poor management uh, and have lost that togetherness the Charlton man in charge brings mostly that's from Strabo Simon 
So his improvement in the second half, uh, which was uh, difficult, uh, wasn't difficult. Surely uh, Ben Garner starts with a 4-4-2 in future. As for liability, Innes, I'm sorry, but will he never learn? He was lucky with just a yellow. And any ideas what he was doing for the Oxford goal? He backed off way too much. Uh, invited this shot. Yeah, we, we we certainly felt we should have been closing down uh, Marcus Brown for that shot. Right, Paul says, presume we've seen uh, the last of a three, three at the back. Uh, first half was as bad as I think I've ever seen a Charlton team play in 40 years of watching us. Uh, thankfully, the second half was a better formation and some attacking play and we could have snatched it uh, at the death. Uh, Robert says, uh, Thomas really needs to start getting the fans on side after a deluge of negativity lately. Uh, it would be ethically and morally right for him to offer heavily discounted games uh, or kid for a quid matches in this cost of living crisis if you have a family that want to go to matches uh, one would be looking at the basic things in life food and heating etc uh, before uh, so uh, let's help those who are struggling uh, but in turn help create the, uh, the atmosphere as well help the fans equals helping the team it's not that hard uh, is it that's from uh, Robert uh, Simon says the league table doesn't lie average squad no depth poor at both ends of the pitch the club is going backwards on the Sandgard uh, Walcott fans not interested and unwilling to pay the overinflated prices Ben Garner doesn't seem willing to work on our defensive frailties uh, the club is unrecognisable uh, John says trouble with the owner imposing a style of play in my opinion has led to a no actual style of play I wonder if the players are as confused as I am Stevie says I think the second half proved that 4-4-2 is more effective playing champagne passing football is all good uh, but if you don't get the ball in the opposition box, you ain't getting out of League One. Need to be ruthless and clinical. And then finally, Sir Darcy uh, says, what surprises me most is that I'm still watching this, a team devoid of a working starting eleven or formation. Don't mind us being poor. Uh, seen enough of that over the years, but we're on to Adkins Mark II. Um, no lessons learned. Pitiful player investments. I'm almost uh, done with it. Well, let's hear from another fan as well. Now, Ben uh, delved into the fans bar uh, yesterday to ask a supporter for his views on yesterday's draw with Oxford. Disappointing. I thought uh, first half. I thought we were really poor. Um, I thought we improved second half, which begs the question of why we didn't start with um, two up front in the first half. Um, defensively, I don't know. We we're lacking a bit, but it, it, I worry that um, the manager isn't getting the best out of some of the players, particularly Stockley. I think. Um, you know, last season Stockley looked a much better player. Um, I don't know. I was I was very disappointed as well with uh, some of the crowd chanting for um, Thomas Sangard out. When to me, um, we should be aiming the disappointment at the manager, not the owner. Um, I find I, I, you know I find that a bit strange. You know, if, if we're not careful, the owner might decide to say, "Well, I've, I, you know, I don't need this." So. Um, I do think we, you know, we do need to st stick behind the owner. Uh, we certainly improved second half. I thought Kirk had a really good second half. Oh, Kirk. When Kirk came on, I thought we played well. Um, I was a little bit baffled. I've got to say, with four minutes to go, why we take Stockley off and bring Jai Simi on, which I, I, I've just felt astounded because, you know, we're one-one. Who's more likely to get you a goal, Stockley or Jai Simi? So I found that a little bit strange, but I don't know. We go again next week. I mean, we didn't get beat, uh, but yeah, disappointing result. What did you make of the change of the formation today at the start of the game? Obviously, um, it didn't work, but I thought um, I thought the start of the game, like I say, was disappointing. Um, I, I give credit to him 
at half time because he changed it at half time and, and, and the changes at half time were positive. Uh, you know, I think they were quite good. Um, but, uh, you know, to me, week in, week out, we, we're, we're making the same mistakes. You know, why, why are we not being more, more, particularly at home, more pro-active up front in, you know, at the start of home games? You know, to me, I mean, to me, we, we should have had Stockley and Leeburn on at the start today. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm disappointed from that point of view. Um, it ain't all doom and gloom, but what I would say is, if people want to start chanting when the owner to go, be careful what you wish for, because we might end up being another barrier if you ain't careful. There we go. Thanks for doing that for us, uh, Ben, yesterday. Um, yeah, every view's welcome on, on Charlton Live, so thanks to the fan that you spoke to uh, as well for sharing uh, your opinion. We've got a couple of emails as well. Uh, Chris Hartley says, Morning, uh, we look like a lower half of the table team. Uh, what concerns me uh, is what's going on at the club behind the scenes and, the de- and uh, are the decisions being made at the top driving the club to the bottom? I got the logic of sacking JJ and bringing in Garner, uh, but where's the logic of not giving him the tools to do the job? If you're not going to invest for Garner, surely better to keep JJ and allow him to build a team. Do we have any idea if there is a coherent strategy to make the club sustainable and get us promoted because I can't see it and we're not hearing uh, from the top about what their plan is. Well, I guess we heard, Ben, quite a few times that they want to increase revenue and make the club break even, which is the, the strategy. It's, I, I think the concern is where, where the, the building blocks are going to be put in place for that actually to happen and if it's possible. That, that That's my concern at the moment, not, not the... the not the fact that there isn't a strategy, because there's something they want. There's a plan or a, an aim, but it's whether it's actually achievable. Yeah, and I think the plan's changed, hasn't it? I mean, at the start, it, with all the bravado that happened, we're going to have a five-year plan. We're going to be in the championship and be a stable club, then push for the Premier League and blah, blah, blah. And because it suddenly seems to have changed over the last two years, although kind of, I say, Thomas doesn't like to admit that the plan's changed because, as he said to us on the pod, oh, yeah, we're going to have a top two budget. Then it's changed to saying, oh, no, it's top three budget and winding up other clubs like Portsmouth and etc. Um, it, it's it's hard for supporters because we're getting a lot of mixed messages. And I agree with that fan there that, that emailed in to say, like, we just need, like, a clear direction from Thomas and, and be honest and, and say w- what he's hoping to achieve here because it does seem... Very confusing as fans because, as, as we've said many times on this show, to break even in this league doesn't really happen. And if it does, that means you're not really pushing to get out of the league. And and what is our aim? Surely our aim is, is to get out of this league um, because you're not going to get much revenue and income in into a League One club. It just doesn't happen. Um so yeah, we we desperately need some stability around the club, and I've seen a lot of sackings this last few week in the championship, um, and I don't think that's going to help. Um, I mean, if the results look, if they get drastically worse, then we might need to look at changing it up because we don't want to get sucked down the bottom. But I can't see that happening at the club. I think Garner is a good manager. Um, he said yesterday in his interview, it's going to take him a few transfer windows to really stamp his style of play on the side and get the right players in to play in the right system. We're seeing positives. We are unbeaten at home. Um, we are getting a, a lot of 1-1 draws. How do we turn them into wins, etc.? I do hope he he gets time, and I do hope as fans 
as you said, there were quite a few boos yesterday at the end of the game, especially at first half. I don't think that helps because, yeah, he's trying to change it up. He's trying to put his own stamp on the club. But, yeah, I hope Thomas obviously was there yesterday. does give him the time. He hasn't had the right tools yet. And we do have a bit of stability around the club because it doesn't mm. help keep chopping and changing managers. Yeah, well, Michael uh, McHale doesn't agree with you. says, hi, all something has to change. Uh, to uh, step change the season as it's not working. Here's my suggestion. Uh, sack Bangana. It's a nice bloke, but he's uh, it's not working. Uh, point Lee Boyer. Uh, reduce ticket prices by 25% and start Boyer's tenure uh, with a football for a fiver. I'd be very surprised if Boyer w- was desperate to come back after walking out uh, <laughs> not long after Thomas took over in the first place. Uh, which probably should have set alarm bells going at the time, but there we go. Right, um... We haven't really got time to look ahead much to Colchester. It's Tuesday. I imagine there'll be a lot of changes. Uh, Papa John's game. I did ask Ben about it in the press conference, as you heard there. So it'd be interesting to see what sort of side gets put out. But hopefully a morale-boosting victory. Uh, we uh, only just played Colchester in pre-season, didn't we? And won a, won a really entertaining game 4-2 up there. So hoping for more of the same uh, this Tuesday. Uh, we'll look back at that game briefly on Thursday, of course, when we look ahead uh, to next Saturday's game up at Lincoln. My train tickets have just been cancelled because of the strike. So I'll be driving up there now. So hopefully everyone can get up there uh, by by hook or by crook and we'll see a few of you up there but for now we shall say thank you and goodbye so thank you to everyone who sent your messages in uh, for today's pod and spoke to Ben in the fans bar thank you to both Ben and Nath for speaking to me this fine Sunday morning cheers boys cheers lads absolute pleasure as always I'm Louis Mendes thanks for listening we shall see you again on Thursday <laughs> What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.